Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Live from a studio audience, it's the time for everybody's favorite podcast. It's me, your host, Chuck Woolery, really. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm alive? Is he? I don't know. And I'm here to welcome everybody in our studio audience in Universal Studios, Orlando, Florida, to Global Guts. Uh, Rose Buddies. Global Guts. Yeah, Chuck Woolery hosted Global Guts for a grip. People didn't know that. Uh, I'm Griffin McElroy. And this is Rose Buddies. And this week we have made a mistake. I thought. So walk uh, us through it. Walk walk me through it because here's here's here. I'm gonna go fucking completely hands off this venture. Here's what happened. Okay. I was in here recording the hip uh, comedy advice podcast. My brother, my brother, and me. And I had my laptop open. I have Facebook open. I saw a post in the Rose Buddies group pop up from you, and you're like, "What's up?" tune into this episode of the dating game it's popping off and i was like oh i guess we're watching dating game this time and so i'm i'm saying that and i don't mind throwing you under the bus because you, you I booked had the bus i had mentioned to you wouldn't it be cool if we watched one of those old dating game shows for the next episode and you said that sounds good mm. and so i thought that was just the go-ahead um what made me think of it is that they're bringing back the love connection uh, which I could not remember that was the show that was being brought back. So you picked this one. So I picked The Dating Game, which um, has been brought back previously. It's been revived three fucking times, yeah. which is like, I think if a show gets revived once, it's a good show. And it, they meant that they were like, we need more of this show. And if it gets revived a second time, it's like, okay, what are we doing? And then if it gets revived a third time, it's like, this is now a bad show, I think. Yeah, so I thought, let's get back to our roots. You know, we're we're watching a lot of reality dating competitions. Fair. Let's see where it all began. And I guess this is where it all began. Yeah. Um, we watched one episode of... I, I don't even know where to fucking begin. This thing was such a... This thing was such a trash fire. And I don't... I, I, I think that when you talk about something like this, you're supposed to have like an air of reverence to it. Like, oh, it's the... It's the, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls that, like, informed just, like, everything that came after it. That's not what the Dead Sea Scrolls were. That was a bad metaphor. But um, but at, this, at the same time, I thought it was a very bad television show. And I think anybody who watched it back in the day, which I guess was everyone, um, ha- likes trash dumped all over, like, dumped all <laughs> over them. And, like, the, once all the trash is out of the can and all over their body... They keep holding the can upside down so all the juice runs out on them also. The thing, I don't understand, I guess, why people kept watching this because it is so fast. Like, all the little juicy moments that you might be like, ooh, that was interesting. Like, it just goes by so quickly. And you miss it. Yeah. Um, Wait, I want to give a little bit of the history. Please. Uh, So it first aired in December 1965. Uh, and Jim Lang, who is the host that we watched. Yes, yeah, so we watched an episode from, from 67, which had been some, I also apologize because the YouTube link we sent around had been like fucking chopped and screwed yeah. where segments were like taken from the middle and put at the end and all that. Jim, shit. Jim Lang was the host from 65 to 1980. So he like, he did the whole first run. His, I didn't, <laughs> I mean, let's just say this and I'll leave it here. I'm a Chuck Woolery fan more than yeah. this. I enjoyed Chuck Woolery's work more 
than this particular gentleman's work because the work he did was not it was hey folks welcome to the studio uh, got lots of flowers uh flowers are really hot right now okay jim flowers are really hot right now you need to make sure we get some tulips in here so the ladies can pick the petals off and you know do the i does he love me does he love me not and uh, maybe if things get really passionate we we'll get an orange blossom what the fuck are you ta- that and now to the show that was it that was your fucking yeah. button jim yeah, I guess he does like a little monologue every week. Gotta get some American Red Roses in here because the ladies love that. And uh, let's start the show. Yeah. That's your. Th- that was it. So Griffin mentioned Chuck Woolery because uh, in '97, when they brought the show back for the third motherfucking time, Chuck Chuck was the host. Chuck Woolery hosted it. We watched an episode of that. We'll put the link up for I that I think one, let's so. talk about our experience watching the 1990... I think we watched a 98 episode, the year before it was finally harpooned and burned at sea. Uh, but for now, let's let's get back to 60, 67. Yeah. Um, and... What a what what a what a rough time it was apparently for all of us. Yeah. So, um most of you probably know the format cuz it's been parodied a lot. Um but there is a bachelorette and three bachelors that are brought out. Sometimes so sometimes I, I when I was researching the show, sometimes it's one bachelor with three bachelorettes. Oh, okay. But very 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 rarely. Okay. Uh the episode we watched had two of these like rounds and both of them were one bachelorette and three dudes vying for vying for her heart. Yeah. So the the woman sits on one side of the screen and then three men sit on the other side and she asks them rapid fire questions and they have to kind of come up with clever answers that'll get her attention. What struck me was like how I don't watch a lot of old TV or really old movies. Like, I feel like I didn't watch some, like, film classics, like any Hitchcock movie or um, any uh, Frank Capra movie, (laughs) like any of those flicks that now I watch and, like, enjoy and I appreciate them. But I think it's because for a long time growing up, I just had this thought in my mind of just, like, well those old things aren't as good as the new things because we got better at making the things. Yeah. And holy fucking shit, does that axiom hold true for the dating game? Because it was just like, it was, we could post up a fucking GoPro in the corner of our room and just like get four (laughs) strangers in here and do a pretty decent job like remaking the sort of hyper casual environment of this episode of the dating game. It was very just like uh, 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 Bachelor number one. You just did Bachelor. Oh, sorry. I mean Bachelor number two. Um, same question. What was the question? Um, what was the question? Oh, the question. Uh, uh, <laughs> like no fucking kid. Like just aired all of this, huh? ABC. Yeah. This show ran for such a long time, and um, from this original run on ABC, there's only 25 episodes that survived out of probably hundreds. Because um, I, I learned this while I was researching this, ABC used to just be like, "All right, everyone saw it. Time to delete it forever." And wow. now it's just fucking gone. So there's like no archiving of all this stuff. Interesting. Um, uh, which is wild. Which that's why you can't like find. Uh, we'll talk more about this as well. But there were a lot of celebrities that have been on the show, and you can't fucking find them anywhere because ABC be like, "Did you see it? Okay, it's gone." <laughs> but maybe it's because it was like so bad, and they didn't want folks. I don't know. Getting That's on proto YouTube and yeah. That's really interesting. 
uh, because it's on the Game Show Network now, isn't it? It was on the Game Show Network, but like the new runs were on the Game Show oh. Network. The original like ABC run like is just gone. Wild. Yeah. Except for 25 episodes, which I guess this is probably one yeah, based on the fact that one. we saw it uh, is one of them. Um, so yeah, it, it just like super, super casual and like not, um, not, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I felt like I was watching some like college television stations, yeah. like first attempt at making a, 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 a dating show. There's like no, uh, there seems to be no preparation for anybody that comes out on stage. Right. Like they don't, I mean, clearly they don't know the questions they're going to be asked, but they also don't seem to have prepared like snappy snappy like banter either yeah although i will also say that the 1998 version we watched was also <laughs> no fucking spring chicken so uh and i think it's the format I I, just, the format sucks it's a bad fucking idea yeah uh so we meet our three bachelors uh there's al gonzalez from san antonio who wants to be a writer slash english professor uh there is truman Coggins from Torrance. How, what happened? California. Did you not get the last name? Well, my handwriting's so what bad. What did you write down? Can I see? It looks like Truman Loggins. <laughs> Truman Loggins from like, Loggins and Messina. Like Kenny's, or from Kenny's Kenny, little brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You uh, know Kenny Loggins is the Loggins <laughs> and Loggins and Messina, right? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I don't know what Loggins and Messina. Is. Oh, Rachel. Oh. Uh, Truman is um relatively undecided about what he wants to do with his future, but he is a student studying psychology. He is reclined in this seat more than I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that the seat was able to like withstand the tremendous amount of pressure he was placing on the very tippy front and top of the seat. <laughs> so intense was his recline. <laughs> Truman came in as a real cool customer. That's the thing. If your name is fucking Truman Coggins, like Griffin and I thought for sure he was going to be a front runner right away. Until he started to fucking talk. (laughs) And then from Pittsburgh, we have uh, Alex Abrams, who is um, interested in studying law, uh, is currently a college student also. So it's all college students. Yeah. Uh, And our bachelorette is Olivia. Uh, She is fun-loving, enjoys dance and music, plays the bongos, drums, and castanets. Hell yeah. uh, And is also a student. Um. And again, they do have the screen between them, so you cannot. And she did not hear the introductions of the men. She knows nothing about them. No. And later on, we learn that they are not allowed. And by later on, I mean 1998. <laughs> they're not allowed to ask name, uh, occupation, uh, age, or salary. Those are like the taboo topics that they're not supposed to like ask. Otherwise, you'd just be like, what's your fucking, what's your, what's your, what's your bank? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> If you were to set aside 10% of your earnings for retirement. Yeah, sure. What would 10% be? And Chuck Woolery's like, no, come on. (laughs) What, uh, if your name were to rhyme with a fruit, what would be the fruit? Now that's a question and a half. If your name were to rhyme with a fruit, what would the fruit be? What yeah. possible part, like parcel of information would you be hoping to? Oh, Rachel looks very embarrassed right now. (laughs) Uh, well, that would only work if your name was like Nanana Crapple. <laughs> um, I thought for sure I would come up with one. <laughs> I'm Nanana Crapple, and I'm so glad you've asked me this question. 
<laughs> I'm the um, Nana Crapple, and I make $55,000 a year. <laughs> I'm trying so hard right now. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> what if what if his name was Teach? <laughs> I'm Teach Nanana. Shoot. I I'm thought, so glad you've asked. I thought this would be easier. It's not. I'm literally running we through We gave them a hard time, but they're, fruit they're, they're, I can think of. they're doing their best out there on the dating game from a hundred years ago. This is all I'm gonna be this is all I'm gonna be able to do the rest of the episode. But we could also talk about the notes that we've taken. Okay. All right. You keep thinking about it. You're better at that. You think I about it. I definitely will. While I'm talking. Uh okay, so then all the men say hello to Olivia, which is the first time she hears their voice. And uh, Bachelor number two, Truman, says, hi, Sunshine. But the other guys just say, hi, Olivia. So not not particularly charming what would you do? off the bat. By the way, we're going to be role-playing a lot this episode, I think. <laughs> if I was like, uh, Bachelorette number one, uh, can you say hi? What would you be like? What was, what would your fucking game be? I'm going to close my eyes and imagine there's a screen between us. Hi. I like that. <laughs> Um, oh wait, no, I got one. I got a better one. It's, I like that because it sounded one. like you were trying to think of something funnier to say. I got a better one. Okay. Hey. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I got chills. All right. Is this what ASMR is? I think so. I, t- I talk a lot with the boys about ASMR, and I pretend like I know what it is, but I don't. What would you do? I'd be like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, uh, how's it going? I'm Griffin. <laughs> I don't think you get to say your name. Hey, I'm Griffin. I'm 29 for one think... more day. What do you want to do about it? I don't think you get to say any of that. <laughs> hey there you go because it would let them people let them know like i'm a f- i like to have fun <laughs> hey that was almost like a like a will smith laugh there that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> in both of our lives um <gasps> barry what if the guy's name was barry there it is babe <laughs> Got you got it. Or but Larry, that, that is essentially or Jerry. A, that's a, essentially a question where you're saying, "Is your name Barry Jerry?" It's like the most specific guess who prompt ever. <laughs> um, okay, so this is when the Bachelorette immediately launches into questions, and we're talking like rapid fire here. So usually she asks the same question to two of yeah. the three guys, which like put me at edge because like some of the questions were so bad and are like impossible to answer with like any level of charm or wit that like I would just pray to God I'm the one that that question Mm -hmm. skipped over. Uh, So the first question is uh, tap your head and rub your belly and say uh, that you love me. And two of the guys do that. It was fine. Uh, And I mean, it's degrading, but it was fine. It was fine. I mean, there's a lot that's degrading in this show. Yeah, well, let's, let's get to the degrading stuff. Uh, so, um, so the woman, uh, the bachelorette, Olivia, says, um, you've, you've really upset me. Uh, tell me that you're sorry and, and do something to cheer me up. And um, <laughs> bachelor number one says, I would tell you I was sorry if I did something that I was sorry for. He like, he didn't get it. Like he didn't get the prompt. You've done something that upset me. Say that you're sorry. And he's like, well, I would first think about what I've done and I'd ask you what I've done. And if it's the kind of thing that I should apologize for, then I would think about <laughs> apologizing for it. Like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. And then she's like, no, just sit try to make me feel better. And he's like, it won't happen again. Yeah. 
The I, first thing is what you really meant, though. I first, I'd really do a fucking deep dive into the situation to realize if I had actually made a mistake or not worth apologizing for. Uh, can I ask a clarifying question? Uh, how long have you been upset? And <laughs> um, is there something else I would rather be doing at the time? Um, it's pretty I, awful. It's really rough. But God, we've only just begun with the awfulness. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to skip around a little bit because some of the questions are just boring. Yeah. Um, There's one I'm just like really stoked for. I know. Uh, well, we find out her nickname is Liver. And so she says, my nickname is Liver. How would you guys feel about that? And everyone's like, Liver, ugh. And then Bachelor number three says, well, it's it's not one of my best foods. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody gets it. Nobody had any game back then. Like, their responses were like, it's a gross nickname. Bye. Next one. Next question. I'm crushing this. Yeah. My nickname's Liver. That makes you want to barf. Next <laughs> yeah. one. Doing good. This is very different from the 90s version. And the 90s version, it's like, I want to fuck the liver. What? <laughs> When I see liver sitting on my dinner table, I just want to squeeze its breast softly. What the fuck, 90s? Uh, <laughs> and then everybody in the audience would do the 90s reaction, which was, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was the 90s. Uh, the bachelors get asked about the difference between a man versus a boy. Um, and then bachelor number three says... Um, that you handle yourself appropriately in front of the opposite sex and you leave childish things behind in junior high? Someone sure. says? It yeah, was really... just like the Bible verse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's the question Griffin's been waiting for. Which, which is... is... And I don't want you to think I'm excited about it because it's so good <laughs> and the responses were so great. Uh, the Bachelorette asks... Is man superior in all ways? Oh, that's not even what I was psyched about. No, this is I'm psyched for a different one. Um, Yes, is man superior in all ways? No, I wasn't excited for this one. This one was just like full blown, like yucky. Um, Uh, I expected at least one of the two dudes to just be like, you know, I don't really. It was fucking sixty seven, so like we weren't. Not that we're there, but we're closer, <laughs> certainly, than we were in 67. I certainly thought one of these dudes would just be like, you know, you know, I think, but no, it was. Yeah, no, Bachelor number one says, not always. A man can't walk around with the wiggle. It's like you went double deep. Like, you, your answer wasn't just neutral bad, just like, you know, I think men are better at a lot of stuff. Yeah. That would have been rough. Your answer was the worst it could maybe possibly be, which it's is... like offensive in like maybe five or six different ways. It was profoundly offensive. It was... you, And it was the fastest answer you had prepared. I know, night. that's true. Everything else is like, well, oh. first I would think about whether or not I was actually apologetic for the action that had been carried. And this was just like, yeah, that ass is something. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so Griffin and I thought, for sure, she gets 60 seconds to decide when they go to a commercial break. She comes back. She picks the wiggle. She picks the wiggle man. She picks the wiggle man. She not, doesn't pick not Truman. Walton Goggins. Not slouching, slouching Coggins. Uh, not the, the... It was not a slouch. This was a tactical <laughs> fucking cool lean. And her reasoning for picking number one, because they always ask... 
Is that he had a sexy voice? You've disappointed me, Olivia. No, clearly none of the answers mattered at all. Well, I mean, she didn't get that much. I'll, I'll say this: she didn't get that much good, actionable information. Yeah, right. It's true. A lot of these, a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of folks who come on this show, they just treat it like a fun afternoon and not like a a game of verbal chess. Because you need to extract as much actionable data from these clown people as you possibly can. To inform your decision, and I don't, I don't think she got. Yeah, because it is just a date. That is the difference, I think, between like you know the Bachelor, Bachelorette. You know, they're they're just winning a date, so there's not a whole lot of pressure. Except for the date we saw, they had to fucking fly together from Los Angeles to fucking Vegas, yeah, to like spend a whole night together and then fly. That's a lot of time to spend with somebody whose voice That's you true. liked once. <laughs> uh, so this is what I appreciated. So Bachelors number two and three that did not get picked to get a clock. They get sent home with a clock. I like that. I thought that was I nice. wish for all of the times that I had been dumped, um, <laughs> and it was not, it didn't take the course of 11 minutes to get done, um, I had gotten some sort of clock out of it. I think that's nice. I think that's a nice gesture. Here's a nice clock. Griffin, how many, you've only been dumped like once or twice, right? I've been dumped a, um, I've been dumped a couple, I've been dumped, yeah, a couple times, a few times. So you'd, you'd have two clocks. Two nice clocks. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it was, it, it, they stung both times, and it would be nice to have something to dull the sting vis a vis a clock. A nice <laughs> clock. And people would come in, and actually, I don't want that. Because every time you look at that clock, you would remember and you be would like, think about. Be like, what time is it? And time be like, to be sad. Time yeah. to be sad. And what a poignant, like, what a poignant, like, totem. Like, what a, like, a, like an object. You couldn't pick actually something maybe more symbolic than yeah. that. What is that? The time I wasted. Denise! Just keeps ticking. It's all all gone. Even though my heart has stopped. My heart keeps going, but the clock is something. See, I was doing the opposite thing there. You were doing the opposite one. (laughs) Denise, don't clock me, babe. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Uh, So Bachelor number one and The Bachelorette will be going to see Dion Warwick for a night of dinner and dancing and Dion. Hell yeah. That's fucking great. Mm -hmm. That's a very good prize, actually. it is. It's a good date. Uh... This reminded me of that show, I think it, it was the If You Are the One, mm, where they had mm. that date in the backstage area at the little table. Oh, yeah. What was that called? They had like a fun name remember. for that area. But this is much better than that, the date as far as that goes anyway. Yes. The show, our If You Were the One, was uh, a, a billion times better than this. Yeah. I feel like If You Were the One is almost a refined, I think you actually could draw the lineage from that show to dating game, oh, right? Definitely. Like pretty directly, except they had it figured out what, which was there are 30 women who just fucking roast one yeah. poor, poor pathetic soul that gets yeah. out there and tries to do the, their jujitsu. I want to watch more episodes of that. Fuck yeah, me too. Such a good show. Okay, so then this is the next couple, okay. or I guess the next um, Bachelor's Bachelor. Should we take a break real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, we're only, here's the thing, we're only 23 minutes in. But I think if we take the break here, it won't interrupt our jokes and japes. Okay. I've already interrupted the jokes and japes. Damn it, didn't I? Um, hey, Griffin. Yes. Can I steal you away? <laughs> I put a fucking fuzz amplifier on it that time. Did you like that? It was like a, it sounded very like grunge. Griffin, you never let me. You never let me do the stinger anymore, uh, baby. I you needed. I did, thought you liked it when I, I want to do. It. I want to do like it's a, my birthday. I wanted to do it on my birthday. 
I wanted to do like a steel drum version. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like like a bing 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 bing. Mm, I feel like I'm right back. Yeah. Just just hanging out hanging out on, in the Caribbean uh-huh. and just like having a great time with my friends <laughs> and all their good steel drums. Um hey, do you want to tell me all about Blue Apron? Yes, I do. They're they're our sponsor this week. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so here's how we use Blue Apron. Uh, our deliveries come on Tuesday. We get three meals in a box, and it's in a like a freezer pack box. Uh, they have little recipe cards, so you know how to prepare the ingredients. The ingredients are all super fresh, uh, really high quality. Uh, and we get to make things that we probably otherwise wouldn't make. Uh, upcoming menu items include spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers and ricotta salada, sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice, parmesan-crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine, and roasted broccoli. Folks, it's really, really good stuff. One thing, like, I don't know if Blue Apron likes it if we talk about this as a selling point, but, like, um, I'm traveling all this week. I'm, like, gone all this week, and so we just, like, didn't want the blue apron because rachel didn't like want to just cook a dinner for two by herself three times um <laughs> and so you all you do is you get on the website and you click uh skip this skip this week and it's mm-hmm. like super easy you're not charged for it it's like really also they have a uh you can select different menu items to like customize your box based on your dietary preferences and stuff they're like really cool about that shit and that's great because like we travel a lot and so we don't want to get a big box of like we don't want to come home from a trip with like a big box of rotten cabbage or whatever they don't require a lot of notice either it's not something you have to do like a month out like Um, you you can do it the month you're traveling yeah so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rose um you're really gonna like it we adore blue apron we've used it for a really long time now and this is not just shilling like it's it's I feel a weirdly intimate connection with Blue Apron because like it feeds us like you know what I mean yeah. like we have dinner because of this yeah thing. I mean preparing a meal is like a very personal thing it yeah. feels it feels like we have a real relationship with Blue Apron and yeah I was about to say what <laughs> and and each other um here's a jumbotron message if you want to get a message on the show out to another listener a friend a family member lover whatever uh, just go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron do it like soon because we're like filling up for the whole year yeah we're into the summer now um here's a message for elizabeth and it's from harry who says pookie I mean, and, this, and that was not a judgment, judgment sigh. <laughs> it was just like, I felt like I was your blue apron in that moment. Like, I just got intimate <laughs> and I needed to, like, ready myself for that yeah. experience. Pookie, it's an absolute delight having you in my life. And I love you so much. From the bachelor to master and commander, I always have a great time digesting culture with you. You bring me joy and happiness, and I wanted to show it. While this may not run on exactly Valentine's Day, know that this is a (laughs) sappy V-Day gift. Yours, Harry. Yikes. Sorry. Is Master Commander the boat movie? Yeah, with Russell Crowe. Russell, have you seen it? You sound very knowledgeable about Master Commander. No, I can just picture the movie poster. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you want to read this other Jumbotron message? I would like to. Sorry for wanging that one so bad, Harry. We did our best. This message is for Samantha. It is from John. Happy super late birthday to my jam and scones. Jam and jam and scones. Jam and scones. Can, sorry, spell it because it's uh, is it jam and scones? It or, is exactly okay, you, the way you pronounce it. Was like jam and scones. Uh-huh. Oh, these are some jam and scones. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it works both ways. I think it does too. Uh, I know your birthday is in August. So not we're not that early. <laughs> <laughs> but our sweet McElroys don't. Now I'm on the inside. I control them now. Quick, Sam, get in here and take over the podcast with Every me. time. Good, you're in. Anything said from here on out is really John and Sam from within Griffin and Rachel. Okay. Best hundo I ever spent. That's Thank you good. very much for the message. That was a falsehood. I don't know why everybody who pays us money to say things on the show think they can just meet Dave us. We need to like, <laughs> we need to sign off on that. I thought that was funny, John. Good work. It was very funny, John, but stay out of my fucking body. Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, God, there's the rat. Oh, God. Uh, let's talk about this second, uh, this, second, this second squad. Okay, so we get teased a lot for this second squad because there is a guy who believes strongly in flower power. And for some reason, the host thinks this is worth mentioning twice. Eight times. Yeah. Um, so... Again, it's a it's a bachelorette on one side of the screen and three bachelors. The first bachelor uh, is named Gary Green. Uh, he's a college student. He is interested in joining the Peace Corps, and he gives movie set tours. And then bachelor number two is named John Millerberg. He paints, he sings, uh, and he is so interesting, he, quote, makes himself sick. Same, dude. <laughs> right back at me. <laughs> Uh, and then we have. Fine. I'm saying I don't think that about myself. You've made me sick with the thing that you just said out yeah, loud on the TV I, show. What's annoying about these little intros is you never get more detail because they're not allowed to. They just have to answer the questions. Yeah. So we don't ever find out like what that was supposed to mean. Uh, the last bachelor is named Harold Calico. Shit, dude! Isn't that great? These are some ne- so wait, these these boys are probably in their like early twenties, also, yeah. right? So, and this episode was 1967, so these boys were born in, like, 1940 sometime, which is fucking crazy to think about. Were we just, like, dope at naming shit in the 40s? Harold well, Calico? they might be using fake names, too. That's entirely probable. Yeah. Uh, he is um, also a student. Uh, I'm Nanana. <laughs> I'm Nanana Crapple. That's me. I live last living in Los Angeles. And uh, I'm an outdoorsman. Nana Crapple is my real name. Please don't research me. <laughs> uh, Harold plays basketball and wants to be a teacher. Um, we find out the bachelorette, who is named Diana, is interested in scuba diving, uh, riding. And she is studying. What? I assume horseback riding. All right. It could, I'm with the, it could be big dogs. You could doing, be you motorcycle. Doing like, you doing like a '90s thing right now? <laughs> now, if this is, apparently, I learned a lot about the '90s tonight. If this was a '90s thing, it would be overwhelmingly, just maddeningly horny, mm-hmm. deeply, truly, deeply horny. You know, it was a horny time. Remember, singled out. We should watch an episode of Singled Fuck Out. Yeah, dude. Oh, but then we'd have to watch Jenny McCarthy. Oh, fuck no, dude. Yeah. Maybe there was like a Christmas special or something where somebody <laughs> else hosted. a different co-host. We'll have to look for that. Uh, okay, so Diana 
um, is studying to become an actress, and she is from Florida and drove from Florida to California by herself. That's a lot. Holy shit. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. In some, like, 67 Malibu. She went through three cars and, like, fucking, like, two axles and four oxen on that journey. Are you (laughs) kidding me? I just like thinking of, you know, like a a single girl making her way out to the big city. Oh, God. To be in the 60s and just driving across country. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Putting some Joni on the fucking music player in the car or whatever it was. Probably just a radio. God. Windows (laughs) fucking rolled down. No seatbelts because they hadn't been invented yet. No fucking wipers because they hadn't been invented yet. God, that's the fucking (laughs) dream, isn't it? You're going to get so many tweets. Nothing but just a fucking Jansport with an extra pair of jeans in it and just like crossing the country with my Joni Mitchell. Holy shit. That would be so fucking good. It would be pretty good. All I really, really want to do bring up the best Just fucking blasting it and just driving and going. I want to talk to you. want to shampoo you. Mm, it's, it's just a, like it's that scene really, in Kids Are All Right. I know, I'm doing a great really job good over Joni here. Mitchell. Listen, I like her a lot. Uh, 60s, just be in that era. Like, go to a Joni show with my fucking friends. Are you kidding me? God. Period of change, transformation. It's exciting. And awful, apparently. Just like watching <laughs> yeah, these watching these human beings who are who went through the crucible of the sixties. It must have I been pretty now rough. Now is also. a good time and when we're idealizing the sixties to get to the question <laughs> that you and I both loved. Oh my god. The Bachelorette asks the gentleman, What are girls for? Okay. Again, I do want to couch this in saying this is actually not a good question. I don't think this is a very good question. Um, it's not a great, the answer is where I don't want to, I don't want to put blame on the, uh, question asker, but it's like, there's not a lot of great answers to this. What are girls for? Well, somebody could have said like, that's, a that's t- a, a ridiculous that's question. That's a weird prompt. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was an opportunity to shut it down. Sure. Instead, what we got, the first response was terrible. The second response was terrible with like an extra like spicy seasoning of maybe the most buckwild thing I've ever heard anybody say on my television screen. Uh, so Bachelor number two says that girls are for the opposite sex, uh, dating, enjoyment, fun and games. Horrible. He actually says girls are for the same thing that women are for, which is this. Yeah. And it's like the fact that you said that is even wilder because uh-huh. it's that's that's you like not correcting them and be like, uh, well, women, women, uh, I only I date women because, you know, like making yeah. the correction based on age. But they said like, well, they're for the same thing as women, which is my enjoyment. And like, yeah. wowzers, bowsers. Uh, bachelor number one says all time girls are fun girls are for guys girls are for scuba diving okay so obviously he's just it sucks right sucks tremendously and i don't want to make light of that and obviously he was just trying to he heard the introduction he heard the introduction that she likes scuba diving so he was trying to ingratiate himself i want to actually though hop into this gentleman's mind real quick and see if this is something he has believed his entire life. If he has empirical, <laughs> fact-based, peer-reviewed research that proves women were made for scuba diving. <laughs> I'm more like that ever since he was a young man, 
And he talked about having a family and growing up. He just said, one day I would like to settle down with woman of my dreams, maybe have some kids, definitely go scuba diving. <laughs> with a woman who was made for, like, <laughs> made that's, for where, that's where I'm at. Like, I think like, he thinks like, well, this is all factual. But about 8% of women have gills. Straight up, that's, they won't tell you that in your books. Like, he has some sort of, like, their necks are a little bit longer, and that helps them regulate um, air pressure when they're deep, <laughs> when they're in the deep, deep water. And um, women were made for scuba diving. Yeah, for the opposite sex and for scuba diving. He doesn't even, I, what if he didn't believe that first part? He was just trying to echo what the other guy said or whatever to like maintain his machismo. What he really wanted to get out there on the fucking broadcast waves was that he believes with his whole heart that women were made for scuba diving. And that's just the end of the story. Oh my gosh. You know, I just had to remind myself what his name is. It's Gary. He could have, he could have said the name rhymes with the fruit Holy thing. Holy shit, babe. <laughs> I'm refusing to give that up. <laughs> um, okay, so you're a Gary apologist. And I'm not a Gary apologist. Okay. I'm not a Gary apologist. I think women are made for scuba diving. That's it. That's the only thing I own right now. <laughs> I'm afraid of scuba diving. Are you afraid of scuba diving? Yes. Oh, well, then maybe shit. Yeah, the pressure? Scares me. The, it's, I'm not afraid of sharks or whatever, octopus. No. The bends. Yeah, well, I just, I don't like being underwater that You have deep. bad ears. I have bad ears. You have beautiful ears. But the insides of them are all gummed up. Yeah. <laughs> so I so there your theory has already fallen apart. Shit. Okay. What else we got here? So um, I'll say that one of the, my next favorite questions is uh, if you could if you could snap and end up in any situation, what would it be? Bachelor number one, of course, is out on a date with you. He snaps. Out on a date with you. Yeah. Booyah. Duh. I'm made for scuba diving. Bye. Bachelor number three has to try and improve on that somehow. And he does. So he says, oh, well, we'd be on a date, but not just on the date. We'd be on a date where the communication is perfect and it would have to be with you. And I think number one probably looked over at number three in this moment and was like, fucking really, dog? <laughs> this is like the fucking price is right, like $800. And the next person's like, 801 Fuck you, Susan. What's up? Uh, Has it ever happened on Prices Right where somebody's like eight hundred dollars and the next person's like eight oh one and the first person's like what the fuck? But then it's exactly eight hundred dollars and they're like eat my shit. What's up now? I don't know. Babe. I bet that would be so sick. I bet that would be. You should Google that. What would I even tell me how? To, what <laughs> what <laughs> string of booleans would I need to enter into Google to get that result? Has there ever been a um, Exact price is right. Exact <laughs> change. Booyah to next bidder one dollar over. You could just do exact price. Exact then... price. Booyah. Drew Carey high five. <laughs> oh, so you would you'd rule out Barker? Drew Carey's way better at this. Whoa. Step to it. I've got some thoughts about some game show hosts tonight. I guess so. Um. Okay, so the one of the one of the most challenging questions we got to see really so far all the other ones well been... not like spiritually challenging I mean like actually difficult to answer oh I see I see I see was when the bachelorette asked the gentleman what is the dumbest question I could ask you number one says what number one says number one says what are you doing here 
Which is like, what? And then she's like, why is that a dumb question? He's like, oh, well, I mean, because clearly, you know, I'm, I'm here to go on a date with you. And she's like, oh, well, but would you answer it? And he's like, yeah, no, I w-. it was just uncomfortable to watch. Uh, bachelor number three does not come up with an answer. Can't. He just says, well, the dumbest would, would be that I... She kind of gives him an out. She's like, I guess this one. And he was like, yeah, uh... <laughs> And that's who she ends up picking. <laughs> number three, yeah. yeah. She picks number three. And she says she picked him because of his modest, simple voice. Again, so a lot of just sort of voice again, play yeah. um, on this show. I will say Bachelor number two gave one of my favorite answers. Uh, he is the painter-singer, and he gets asked uh, what type of work of art he would be. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I can't believe we almost didn't say this. He says abstract expressionalist which is not exactly right is it not expressionist yeah expressionalist i think he was thinking like expressionalism yeah and then he just like took it and he twisted it a little bit but he's a painter come on dude uh exactly he doesn't work with words he works with (laughs) ideas and dreams and visions and he says he says complementary hues of yellow and orange i think yeah with uh, abstract blues with complementary hues of yellow and orange Mm -hmm. and it's like ah sick so diana and bachelor number three um are going to the hollywood bowl to see the ballet and then have dinner at a french restaurant uh Bachelor number one and two that did not get picked get binoculars I, <laughs> to spy on this yeah, date. I guess to watch away. watch the date. Uh, and then this is the weird part. So at the end of the episode, I guess we had to check in with a previous couple. So this is the Las Vegas trip that Griffin was mentioning, and so we see them go to a pool and go sightseeing at a golf course, and then they go to dinner with Don Ho. This date also was filmed with the grainiest ass camera. Yeah. It is like the fucking like intro sequence to the Wonder Years, yeah. like full blown Sasquatch shit. Uh, I could not tell which of these blobs were. Who. Uh, and then at the end, everyone comes back on stage and they blow a big kiss to the audience. And the word "kiss" like pops up in full blown Austin Powers font. <laughs> um, and that's something that they do like every episode throughout the like whole span of the series and all of its mini revivals yes that's what we watched that's what we watched sorry sorry guys. sorry y'all it was <laughs> i really like when i picked that episode i didn't watch any of it i just clicked through to make sure the full episode was there uh and then i just posted it didn't, it was so rough didn't man. know um uh, yeah then, like obvi- uh, uh, i don't even know how to fucking talk about it because like Obviously, if anybody had said something along the lines of women were made for men's enjoyment and also scuba diving on The Bachelor 2017 edition, like, it would it it, it would be, like, the most buck wild, like... And that's not to say that sexist, misogynist shit doesn't happen on The Bachelor, but just, like, the, the like, offhandedness of it. What I, I, I don't even, like... I don't even well, know. I don't know if I sound silly right now because, like, uh, yeah, sure, it was the '60s, but just like it was, I do, I really don't watch much shit from this era, I guess. 
and it was still like and I my expectations were not high but the, I certainly I don't think I was expecting like every fucking question I would be to just curious to see how this show evolved like if we watched an episode from the late 70s yeah. for example because I, I feel like right around then was when the tides were kind of changing a little bit a little bit probably and maybe we didn't see so much like gender norming on the show. I don't know, because we did watch the episode from 1998, and it was, yeah. not, again, not much. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah, so we watched We didn't 90... take that many notes for the 98 episode. We just sort of wanted a, like, fucking taste of what it was like. We got to see a great commercial for uh, Era Deodorant that Griffin was really oh, excited about. Oh, fuck yeah. About. What was it? Uh, sw- stress. Sweat, stress stinks. Arid works. Fuck yeah. Got me psyched. I wanted to go like throw all my Old Spice bullshit in the garbage and go get some fucking arid for my pits. <laughs> psyched for it, dude. Uh, Chuck Woolery was the host. Um, there were a lot of questions about very 90s topics uh, like boxer shorts. Yeah, one of the questions was, what's on your boxer shorts? Uh, if you're wearing boxer shorts. And the first dude was like, well, I'm not wearing any boxer shorts. And everybody's like, woo. And I was like, there's other things he could be wearing. It doesn't mean his dick is hanging out. Like, he could be wearing briefs or boxer briefs or... I don't know if we actually cracked that technology in 1998 or whatever yet. Um, but what did he say? What was he, and what's on it, they're 100% silk, and they have the logo for my favorite baseball team. Because I like to play ball, is what he said. Yapes. And then the second one's like, yeah, I'm wearing boxer shorts right now, and they have hearts on it because I'm full of love. And the only thing missing in these boxer shorts is you. You want her to get in your boxer. You want her to get in your boxer shorts. Is that like a weird? Like, is that like your really complicated way of saying like a hand job would be sick? <laughs> the only thing missing in these underwear is you. The uh, like, it seems like the objective of the '90s version was to make your answer consistently sexual. Uh-huh. So much so that one of the questions was, um, "I have a pet guinea pig." Oh, I gotta play the audio. Yeah. So the question was, "I have a pet guinea pig." What what were they supposed to do? What would you do if you were my pet guinea pig? Yeah, what would you do if you were my pet guinea pig? Um, the first guy was like, you know, I think I'd... Uh, I say my, I, the I bottle's to, empty. The bottle's empty. I need to be fed. <laughs> the second dude... So a great thing about this show is um, you never know when the round is going to be over. It's like Jeopardy rules, but instead of going, ah, ah, they play like a fucking swanky music stinger. And it plays really loud, and it will just interrupt a dude in the middle of the thing, which is exactly what happened in the middle of this dude's horrible answer. Which, hold on, let me try to play right now. Um, a guinea pig, huh? <laughs> I think I'd say, Sarah, I'm having trouble sleeping. The sound of a heartbeat puts me right to sleep. Can you- <laughs> oh, well, then we gotta go. Which made me think that, like, some, like, studio operator was like, no, 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 boop. No, 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 no. Your heartbeat in my sweet guinea pig ear. No. Ha-bomp. Uh, he, she does end up picking that guy, though. She picks She does the... end up picking that guy. Loves his great guinea pig humor. Yeah. Um, just a very horny romp. Just yeah. a very, very, very horny time. Every, everything. Oh, there was one, like, like, the wine is flowing. The music is bumping. What's missing from this picture? And one of the guys was like, uh, your lingerie. Goo! No. Um, I want to talk about some of the celebrities who made their, uh, if not debut, early appearance on the dating game. Yeah. Because there's a list in this, uh, in this Wikipedia. Wikipedia article, 
Um, there was a serial killer that, like, I think some people in the Facebook group wanted to talk about, but I really don't want to get into because it's legitimately fucking horrible. Yeah. Although I will say that after watching this one episode from the 60s, I can't believe a just one serial killer came out <laughs> oh, of this God. production and not one per episode. How about Willie Ames in 1978? Uh, famous Amos, also in 78. Judd Apatow made his debut here in the 80s. Desi Arnaz Jr., is that the same? I don't know. I don't know. No, I guess it's their kid. Yeah, he's the son of Desi Arnaz. Interesting. Yeah, who knew? Um, Bill Bixby. Um, Karen and Richard Carpenter. Dick Clark was just like, on the fucking show, um, Deep Purple, maybe in a musical appearance. Oh, Farrah Fawcett, Sally Field. Uh, Michael Jackson, right? Michael Jackson, Maurice, and Robin Gibb from the fucking Bee Gees were on this show. <laughs> Phil Hartman, Cheryl Hines, Ron Howard, Michael Jackson, uh, Andy Kaufman. We actually watched the Andy Kaufman bit. Um, um, Groucho Marx as a prank on his daughter Melinda, who was Bachelorette number one. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, Vincent Price, H.R. Puffin stuff. Okay. Pee Wee Herman was on an episode. John Ritter was in uh, like the 67, like not as a goof, just like John Ritter on it in 1967. Uh, Bob Saget, twice. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Selleck, Suzanne Somers, um, Rip Taylor, twice in 73 and 78. Robert Vaughn, Jimmy Walker, Adam West, uh, and... Terry Williams, who was in Kenny Rogers in the first edition, uh, and like 70 other people whose names I did not read. It's wild how many fucking people were on this show. Everybody was on yeah, this show. Yeah, I think Judd Apatow gave an interview where it was just kind of like, if you were a young personality in Hollywood trying to break in, that was like a show you went on to like get your face out there. Um, so we should also talk about... Um, and I'm not an expert in this because I have not read the book, but Chuck Barris, who was the creator of the original show and like whose name was on the uh, title card, uh, his production company made it all the way up through 1989. Uh, Chuck Barris wrote um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, uh, in which he claimed that the dating game was a cover for his CIA activities and was promoted by the CIA. Um, so his book, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and I think they like made a movie or something. I'm completely unknowledgeable about this, and I apologize, because I think some folks wanted us to get into the weeds about this. Um, but this book was just like all about his like secret CIA ops while he was also the like creator of this long running successful television show, which was a like cover operation for the CIA. But he wrote a second memoir called The Game Show King, a confession that makes no mention of the CIA or, for that matter, his previous book. Okay. And a CIA spokesman has categorically denied that Barris ever worked for them in any capacity. Okay. Pretty buckwild move there, eh, Barris? Yeah. Well, he's an entertainer. <laughs> I think a lot of people were entertained by this book, Chuck, that you wrote, and you lied in maybe a whole lot, maybe a little bit. Um, anything else we want to talk about about the dating game? That's the dating game. I think we make, so now that I have familiarized myself with the fact that it is the love connection that is coming back. I can't do that next week. No. I can't do that. I can't do these. You don't want to do this again? I can't do fucking two of these in a row. Absolutely not. No. Maybe we'll see if we can find an episode of Singled Out. Maybe. Didn't Chris Hardwick host that shit for yeah. a bit? He did. Let's get a Hardwick era. I can I can stomach Hardwick. Well, no, the thing was it was Hardwick and oh, Jenny McCarthy. Shit. 
she would kind of run around the stage and he would host. Dang it. Well, we'll see. We'll see what we can find. I, I like the idea of going to our roots, though. You know, I would do 90s. Yeah. 90s era would be like pretty sick. I mean, here's what we've done. Um, this is not this is not. Nece- OK, so it's not necessarily a dating show, but we've done Terrace House, which, by the way, we finished the second part yeah. of new episodes from season two and we're not going to spoil it. So but good. holy fuck. Like, I, I, I do kind of wish we had waited to do our Aloha State yeah um the stuff because half, the second half it's not yeah. second half it's the second chunk of eight episodes is fucking amazing if you bailed like because you were you like thought it was too different or you didn't enjoy it or whatever go and watch the second eight episode chunk of aloha state because it is fucking phenomenal like mm-hmm. every episode was so choice we we were i was proud of us because we like drip fed it over the course of three weeks like we did not just slam them because like i feel like we needed to digest each episode really oh we also watched the second episode of that first date show which yeah. is great yeah um we i mean every episode there's going to be some couples that you're uncomfortable with yes uh, but there are also some couples we were really excited about, so I I would continue to recommend that. It's show. good TV. It's like it, it it is the um, it is the like except for the the genuinely bad dates and Jesus God, there was a stinker on this episode. But it's like kind of the tone of TV that I like now, which is just like nice, you know. Yeah. It's just nice and pleasant, and you get that fucking Sims music going in the background, and I'm just like I'm all in. <laughs> Um, I want to thank some folks for sending some stuff to the P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 66639, Austin, Texas, 78766. We got some rad um, Rose Buddies uh, Bachelor uh, Fantasy League baseball shirts from Liz. Thank yeah, you, Liz. Yeah, those are so cool. Thank you, Liz. Uh, and Colleen sent me a, and you, but it's a men's large t-shirt, so I'm probably going to wear it more, a home improvement genuine article home improvement t-shirt that colleen found at a thrift shop uh and sent to us which is very thoughtful thank you so much and again i i will tell everybody i see like as i'm like walking through central market wearing my home improvement shirt i'm gonna be like it's for richard karn it's for richard karn (laughs) this one's for richard karn it's for richard karn (laughs) not the other guy this is for richard karn yes just so everyone knows yes uh, we've gotten a lot of other stuff too, a lot of great stuff and a lot of wedding invitations and sweet letters. And, um, yeah. thank you all so much for your, your love and your support. Um, thanks for, uh, thanks to the Max Fun Network for having us. You can go to maximumfun.org and check out all the great shows there. Um, just go clicking around, click on stuff like One Bad Mother and Lady to Lady and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Beef and Dairy Network and Jordan Jesse Go and Judge John Hodgman. Um, and, there's a bunch of other shows and podcasts and videos that we also do. The rest of the McElroy family, you can find them all at McElroyShows.com. Anything else, baby? Nope, that's it. Um, oh, and happy birthday to Griffin. Thank you. I'm 30. Fucking push me into the lake. <laughs> push you, me into the volcano now. Are you still going to introduce yourself as 30 under 30 media luminary? I don't know that I can. Like, I literally thought about emailing Forbes and being like, can I still say this? I don't. It may be a per, their response would probably be like, "That's a personal decision. Like, do you want to be over thirty and say you're an under thirty success story? You Ooh, know, yeah, that's complicated. It's complicated. It's not great. Anyway, I'm an old piece of shit, and I've been Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. Oh no, I farted and my teeth fell out. Because <laughs> I'm old now. I'm so I'm so old. I was on the dating game at some point, unironically. When you're ready. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! 
she ends up with Soldier Boy. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. I love forget me not. I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us. Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals, two hilarious friends, the hilarious smart kids, talking about hilarious stuff that happens to them, mostly really stupid stuff, awkward anecdotes, insane tangents, heartfelt It's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pal. It's a show that makes me laugh every week, which is pretty rare and wonderful. It might be the best thing on the internet. One of the funniest things you will hear. And it's the best part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life. I love those guys. That's Jordan Jesse Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you.